I mean, we could also say it's hot as balls. Well, it is. Well, it is. not yet. No, actually, it's not hot as balls yet, but, but it will it be. It will be. And well, I don't have... Was it last week or, like, the week before that it was, like, fucked up hot? It's California. You know, it's always well, alternating. Because it went hot, and then it was, like, cool. And now it's warming up again. And I think I looked at my phone, and it said, like, 90s next week. Oh, I saw 80s. I think weather I apps like to... Oh, there's a weather app called these guys should sponsor us it's called what the forecast oh and is it just like and it's like the way they talk about the weather is so fucking great so like I'll do you have it, it. Oh, okay yeah. oh yeah I doubt yeah because thursday it. and friday are going to be in the 90s it's a perfect day to pee in the pool that's because it's like a sunny day outside that's how they rate their weather and it's 78 degrees obviously fahrenheit you've never peed in a pool before i can't pee in any body of water. I have a hard time being in the body Yeah. Of there was one time. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because this story has to be known. We went to the beach and I had to pee so bad. And so Lindsay's like, okay, I'll come with you. Let, let's go into the water. Mm-hmm. Pee. <laughs> How long were we there for? Like we, we were there. We were for, out there for, for minutes, man. Yeah. We drifted. We lost sight of our, our setup. Yeah, we did. We were out there so long. And I'm like. Lindsay, I can't pee. She's like, just think about like you're sitting on a toilet. I'm like, but I'm not. She's like, why don't you squat? So I squat. I can't pee. Like, I literally, I had to go into the bathroom to fucking pee because I just, I couldn't make my body do it. Mm-hmm. Something about like standing there, like. I'm, I'm not like, I'm almost the same way because it, it takes a lot for me. Mm-hmm. There was one time I was in uh, doing whitewater rafting and I had to pee really bad. Couldn't do it, huh? They said, just go in the river. And I'm like. I stood, I stood, like, hanging onto the left side of the boat for, like, two minutes, trying. Just trying to get something to come out. And yeah. finally did, but it felt so wrong. <laughs> but you could pee against a tree, no problem, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I could pee out in the woods, no problem. I don't know. Something I think about I would that. struggle with that a little bit. More than peeing in the, a body of water. I mean, but you do scuba, so. Mm-hmm. you so guys if you're, to- like, diving for an hour and you got to go, yeah, you, what do you do? You know, you go. So I heard actually, if you're diving and the water's really cold, that's a way to warm up your. Yeah, it is, and your body actually like makes you want to go more. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, have I enjoyed the warmth of my own pee? You bet. <laughs> In the context of diving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chick sticks and everything in between. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sapita. And you're listening to Two Salty Broads. So get ready for our sweaty, salty surprise. Yeah, it is officially. I guess, no, it's not, it's offici- not officially summer. summer. No, but it, summer is very quickly approaching, at least in Southern California. Summer's always kind of lingering. It is. Um, and then it just looks for the, for the door and then it busts it wide open and then it doesn't go away for like months. So I feel like summer officially shows up in like late May. And then it leaves in, like, October. november Yeah. Yeah, because I've had some hot... Wasn't... Th- no, Thanksgiving this year was rainy, right? I don't know. Oh. I'm not looking know. at the weather. I'm looking at the side dishes. I'm not paying <laughs> attention to what the temperature is outside. Come well, on. I got my priorities straight. You're right. You're right. I think <laughs> Christmas was hot as... No, Christmas was raining last year. That I know. Again, but I don't know. You don't know. You're I'm just thinking about, you- like, cinnamon rolls and waffles and... <laughs> Turkey and tri-tip and all this other shit. I'm not concerned with the weather. That's true. That's true. But in Southern California, especially, summer is kind of like a 
most of the year thing. True. So I guess if it does rain or if it's cold during the holidays, people freak out or they're like, oh, it's like a real Christmas because yeah. we have green Christmases. We don't, well, Southern California, I'm sure Northern yeah. California gets their fair share, but we usually, Christmas Day could be the same temperature as it is today. Yeah. 72 and sunny. Mm-hmm. That's uh, kind of like an everyday thing. Although summertime, it does get into the 90s, sometimes even the triple digits uh, in Fahrenheit. It gets hot af. It does get hot af. And dry af. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, now we complain about it. But when you were a kid, like, oh, summer vacation. Counting down, man. Dude. That last day of school when you're basically doing fuck all and you're wondering why you're there at all in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wondered that, I think, every year. Like, because you have an ice cream party and you're talking. It's like, I could do this at home. I could invite my friends over. We could have ice cream and go in a pool and do all these things. Why are we here? To meet some kind of governmental requirement. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, what, what I will say, though, I don't get in, in uh, movies. They throw their papers everywhere. Oh, no, you need that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, you had, like, summer school or you thought it was going to help you for the next grade up. Or you were just being conscious and you didn't want Juan, the lovely custodian man, because mm-hmm. that was our guy's name and I loved him. I wasn't going to throw my papers around everywhere and disrespect him like that. I put mm-hmm. all my papers in the trash. They... Le- like a good neighbor, stayed for no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what's funny is um, now that you mentioned that in the movie Up, I think it's either the first or second chapter. You see the kids leaving for summer and they're throwing their binders in the oh, trash. No. If I had thrown my binder no. in the trash, woo. Mm-mm. I would have gotten into so much trouble. But also, did you like personalize yours? Like you had stickers and like pictures of your friends and stuff on yours. I had a collage of shameful things like my homage to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people forgot that you were a total nerd. Oh, uh, no. They would have. <laughs> There's no forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about like summertime in movies and I'm thinking, I feel like in films at least, it was a much bigger deal than it was. I mean, it was a huge deal for us living here in Southern California, but I guess when the weather is good all the time, you could still go swimming in fall or in mm-hmm. spring. Mm-hmm. Maybe the idea of summer and all of the things that come with it are a much bigger deal in other parts of the country and of the world. Maybe. I wouldn't know because I've only ever lived in California, so Same. I can't weigh in on that. But definitely movies have romanticized mm-hmm. summer. And like we romanticize summer because we associate summer with our vacations and not being in school or whatever mm-hmm. when you're a kid. But like move. So do you have a favorite like coming of age summertime movie? Because I do. No, I don't think I have a favorite. I, You know, I'll have to say when I was younger, I loved Parent Trap. Mm, okay. But I don't know if that. I guess it is kind of coming of age, but I haven't seen it in like twenty years. So I mean, they don't transition into adulthood, but they but the twins they go through some stuff. They and, do, and they you know get back together and get their parents back together. Spoiler: if you haven't seen it, <laughs> uh, let me my see. favorite is The Goonies, and I've never seen The Goonies, bitch. I know what I know. Oh my god, I love The Goonies. I don't know how many times I've seen it. It is amazing, and it's basically these kids, these elementary school kids, and <clears throat> they're going to lose their home to this development, and they go on a search for riches to try to save the goondocks, is what they call it, 
And spoiler alert, they do. <laughs> but like it just it has everything. It has adventure and it has the kids, you know, personal growth and they're they're all kind of like losers and nutty and they have their individual struggles and it to me that is like one of the definite quintessential coming of age movies and it's timeless and it kind of hits the nail on the head of like the adventures of summertime and yeah i can't really relate to too much um my summers were not very goonies they were more well so the I, I can't even say sisterhood, sisterhood of the traveling pants because it wasn't even traveling very much either. It was like there was a lot of studying, a lot of uh, homework and classes still, and uh, just obligations. Like a couple of things intermixed here and there, but yeah, no, no Goonies stuff for me. Well, I mean, no Goonies stuff for me either, oh, but it okay. was just fun to watch. I mean, I went on family vacations and – a lot of sitting around doing nothing, you know, or just fucking around doing stupid stuff with your friends, you mm-hmm. know, go to the movies or go to the mall yeah. or whatever. But I never, I didn't save the goondocks by fighting <laughs> some pirates and, you know, I never did any shit like that or like have these grand adventures like Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I never mm-hmm. did anything like that. Mm. But there's something about summertime is supposed to be like a time of opportunity, right? Because you're not yeah. living your normal life. And so it's a time of adventure. Anything can happen. And I think well, when you're a kid and you see these movies, you get that idea in your head and you associate this time off with like total freedom. And mm-hmm. even as adults, like summer is not the same, right? It's like, not. It, it, it has shifted. It definitely has shifted. Because you don't have those, was it five weeks off for summer? Or no, 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 it was three months. You got three months off for yeah, summer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, and we don't have that. Like there's... There is no, yeah, you can yeah. take like a week or two off unless yeah, you live in Europe, lucky bastards, and you guys take off way more time. <laughs> but like even then, that's it's not three months. And plus, as a kid, you don't have the added responsibilities mm-hmm. of bills or cleaning your house. You, mm-hmm. Maybe you have to tidy up your room, but I mean, that's really it. All that's going through your head is just hanging out with your friends, that boy that you met at the movie theater, mm-hmm. um, you know, the next big thing. Yep, when you're an adult, you're just an adult. That's hot. Like, you're just hot you're just while you're warm. having to do all the same shit that you do every other day of the year. Your air conditioning bill goes up, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And, like, but I think being programmed to feel that way about summer, though, right, is that that's why we take summer vacations, right? I mean, you yeah. want to go places when they're warm and pleasant, but, like, you're hardwired to kind of associate that time of year like that is for vacations. That is for escaping your your yeah, real life, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a a trip. I never really thought about it like that, but like all my family vacation, like everyone in my family are adults. There are no children, um, except for like you know grandkids and stuff. But I'm just talking about like the nuclear family. They're all adults, and we still take family vacations in the summertime. We could go any fucking time. We mm-hmm. could go February eighth. And it'd be fine. But we always go in, like, August. Always. See, that's interesting that you say that because it, it's not the same for my family. Oh. So my dad owns his own business. So growing up, like, Christmas was always the easiest time for him to get off because mm. a lot of people get that time between Christmas and, I mean, a lot of companies close between Christmas and New Year's. So for him, closing up shop and us traveling or, or going somewhere – Christmas was like the time. Mm-hmm. Summertime, 
um, so I spent a lot of my summers as a kid in England just because a lot of my mom's family lives out there. So we would spend a lot of time and, and just go out there with my mom so that she could spend time with her siblings and I could hang out with my cousins and stuff. So that's what I'm kind of saying. My summers were a little bit different in that, like, if I wasn't in England for a month or two, you know, I was either at summer school or I, you know, I had, I had other stuff planned that wasn't necessarily hanging out with the neighborhood kids. Although that did happen, but Mm -hmm. not, not to the extent, I guess, that a lot of our peers or other, our listeners might have. Okay. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, so adventures, freedom, all these things happen in summertime when you're a kid or you think they do in your head. You think Mm -hmm. this is going to be the best summer ever and you just lay around, do fuck all, eat some ice cream, watch some cartoons and study. Um, summer loving though, right? Like summer romances. That is like such a thing in film, in music, in whatever. Yeah. It's like a total, I mean, there's relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. Do you think it's a thing? I think... Well, anecdotally, uh, that's when I did get close to a guy one summer before uh, before my junior year of high school. So um, that, to me, did kind of happen, although it wasn't as it's usually portrayed in the films, you know? Like, either you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend at the beginning of summer, then you meet a fling mm-hmm. during the summer, and it's like this beautiful, br- passionate thing. Yeah, yeah, like what you would see in Dirty Dancing mm-hmm. or... Um, Enter other film here. Because <laughs> I don't want Blue Crush. I <laughs> is that? Yeah, I got Yeah. That takes place in the summertime, right? It does take place yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. What about you? Um, let me think. Anecdotally, maybe. <laughs> it's really weird that I don't remember. I mean, like, I've had weird little trysts or flings or, you know, where you're, like, getting close to somebody, mm-hmm. but... I don't know if it, I guess, well, let me think about this for a second. I want to say yes, in high school that happened, sort of, but then somebody else became more available that was more interesting. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I think there's been moments. Did it happen in summer? Yes. Did it happen because of summer? Eh, I don't know. Oh. I think if it does happen, um, it's because you're away from normal life, right? And mm-hmm. so you have more free time on your hands and you're not worried about projects, essays, yeah. whatever the fuck. So you're more focused on like the fun things. You're in a more fun mood, a more free mood. So you're more likely to enter into something more fun and free. Or you're a at camp, right? Or you're at camp, right? Yeah. You're meeting new people. Um, and because you're away from normal life, maybe you're looking at people in a different way. They're mm-hmm. not your group mate. They're your... Uh, you know, I don't know, a little eyebrow raise, maybe potential uh, summer camp dance date or whatever yeah. the heck. I don't know. Your horizontal dancing buddy. Who knows? Um, and according to the Internet, because the Internet's never lied to anybody, but this makes sense. So I feel like the Internet knows. That's okay. Summer libidos are scientifically higher, allegedly, because sunlight, vitamin D, Wink, wink. <laughs> Increases levels of serotonin and dopamine, which are the mood and arousal hormones. Okay. And testosterone production is enhanced by vitamin D. Makes sense. And 
people are wearing fewer clothes, right? There's people in bikinis, That's board what I was going to say. Is it just tornier because people are... Wearing less clothes? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that's possible, right? I mean... Yeah. Wouldn't dudes be more likely to pursue other people if they saw people in less clothes and vice versa? Chicks be like, oh, yeah, look at that person. They've got, like, a tight board short or bikini or whatever the heck. They're just, yeah, yeah. You're seeing more of somebody, so it fuels you to go pursue them. That Maybe, makes sense. That makes sense. I think that makes sense. And it then um, <clears throat> it's also during this time, of course, right? People getting married. You're meeting people on vacation at mm -hmm. summer camp, um, parties, all this stuff. So you're just interacting with more people in a social setting. Without the worry of, as you said, mm -hmm. like responsibilities, exactly. whether it's school or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> apparently uh, there's a psych professor who commented on this and she said that People are more free to engage in romantic and sexual experiences if on break. So she's kind of enhancing what I said, or she's backing up what mm -hmm. I said, so I'm not making up bullshit. <laughs> and like spring break, right? So people are taking a literal break from real life. They go to some party place. You're just immersed in a party area with a bunch of people you've never met before. And Nobody's the expectation. wearing any clothes. Right, exactly. And time when you spend time with someone, it increases your attraction to them. Well, it could be platonic. It could be sexual. But you're going to mm -hmm. be more attracted to someone the more time you spend with them. Mm -hmm. Just natural. So you spend a bunch of time with a bunch of half-naked people in the sunshine. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> mm -hmm. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Oh. the I know. There's a dark side to this. Oh. I know. So summertime is a time of activity in the relationship realm. So people are getting together, but people are also breaking the fuck up for the same reasons that people are getting together. So like wandering eyes? Like you've been with the same person all year long, humdrum, and now the wonderful summer is on the horizon. With a that's bunch the, of other naked bodies. That's right, the time of freedom, the time of sunshine, the time of vitamin D, and hopefully you're going to put your D and some P or some V or some A or wherever you put your P. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you break up with your person, your humdrum person, to have the opportunity to pursue whatever. So allegedly, there's a scientific thing, right? There's cuffing season, but Which a is, lot of people yeah. break the fuck up before the holidays too. So for every person that's trying to find someone to get through those long winter months or someone that's like, I cannot, I cannot buy you any more gifts. I cannot go to any more holiday parties with you. I am done. There's, you know, for every person that's like, summer romance, this is great. There's another person that's like, I don't want to spend my summer tied down to you. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. So it's just a period of acti high activity for and relationships. Do you think that cuffing season is cuffing season because people break up in the summer? so often that like other Ooh. people are getting together so you think like you break up yeah you're single for the summer yeah and the then holidays you meet approach and you're like damn yeah. i kind of would like to have somebody around for thanksgiving and christmas yeah. and that's maybe. why it's cuffing season because maybe. people break up at the end of summer maybe we just came up you know to We're a just crack in the code yeah. i mean i don't know the da vinci code the summer code. i don't think no. that's what dan brown's novel is about <laughs> but it's not about getting some pee in that V. I don't. Maybe I, it could be. I haven't read it. Actually, so. I kind of think it is in a sense. Oh, I don't even have any clue what it's about. So you could tell me, and I'll just have to believe you. It's actually about me and how beautiful I am. 
Oh, shit. I know, right? He saw me one day walking down the street and wanted to crack the code of my beauty. Did he call you Da Vinci Code because he thinks you look like Da Vinci, though? No, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It had been a long summer, and I lost my my mustache trimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, okay, to pivot slightly, but Mm -hmm. not, not entirely. Pivot on me. Um... When you Pivot think of your, <laughs> well, this is, and you know what, this is a daytime recording too. This is not a, yeah. I don't know why the <laughs> hell this is happening right now, but um, when you think of your childhood memories, mm-hmm. are the ones that are more vibrant, like the ones that you remember better, do they happen in the summer? Yeah, except maybe the time I ripped ass in class and all the kids like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, we talked about this in the Ring of Fire I episode. Know, but like, <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of memories from school that are incredibly vivid and they live rent free in my brain and they especially like to show up when I'm trying to be like at peace with myself <laughs> and I'm, I'm humbled by my brain and it reminds me that I've fucked up plenty in my life. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and... But I mean, I do have really vivid memories of summertime. I don't know if there's one more so than the other. I mean, mm-hmm. is is it what, that way for you? So when I think of my childhood memories, a lot of things kind of blend during the school year. So I'm not sure when they happened or, mm, you know, and, and okay. in regards to like elementary school, really, yeah, I can't think of anything that kind of stands out. But during that same time period, so between the ages of, like, 6 to 12, my main memories are of, like, my summers. So, mm-hmm. like, there was a summer where the neighborhood kids and I, um, we decided to make and sell lemonade so that we could have money for a pizza party. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to get that pizza that had the cheesy crust because it had just come out. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very disappointing too. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not kind of gross. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Don't recommend. Um, but we had enough for one pizza. We made enough money for one pizza. And then some of the parents like saw that we had been working and they kind of like chipped in. chipped in a little Aww. bit. Yeah. To get us enough pizzas for everyone. But that's one memory I have. Um, but I mean, I have a lot of memories of just being in England. So, like, a memory of everyone going strawberry picking, but I had to stay back because I had to do my times tables because I didn't do them. (laughs) I'm at my grandmother's house, and I'm trying to, like, do these times tables at my grandmother's house. My mom would get these workbooks from my teachers so that Mm -hmm. I would have – I'd be working. There was legit one year out here in in California where I was signed up for summer school, even though I didn't need to go to summer school – she just wanted me to, like, continue learning or something. Because you were going to be a doctor, right? Yes, I was going to be a doctor for sure. Isn't uh, that what your parents wanted for you? Or oh, they- yeah, yeah. As soon as I was born, they started whispering, <laughs> you want to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor. Um, I did not and do not have the smarts to be a doctor. Uh, I'm, good at, I'm good at some things, but doctoring and the science is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being in this summer class... Listen, if you if you had to go to summer school, like I'm not saying anything about you, but mm-hmm. like the people in this class were not the brightest crayons in the box. And it, at one point I think the teacher was like, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "I don't know. My mom said I had to come to like summer school." Mm-hmm. But like 
it was just a weird experience. My sister was in classes too, like down the hall. Like it was, it was a weird experience. You know, as you were talking about this, because I think I, I don't know. Like I said, I couldn't really decipher between memories during the school year and then memories during the summer. Mm -hmm. But as you were talking, you unlocked this (laughs) vault of horrific things. (laughs) That I legitimately had forgotten about of shit that had happened in the summer. <laughs> like what? <clears throat> um, so you talked about your little lemonade stand. And yeah. I was trying to think if I had ever done anything productive. The answer is no. Oh. Um, and one, what I did do, though, this is a, maybe some social justice here. Okay. There was a, this park and there was this little river that ran through the park. And there were these boys that were um, putting rocks to dam up the river. And I thought, this just will not stand. So I hid in the bushes. And every time they ran off to go get more rocks, I would take the rocks they had and then throw them everywhere and then go hide back in the bushes. And they were getting so pissed off because they couldn't figure out why why their rocks kept disappearing. This went on for like an hour. And that was awesome. I forgot all about that. Um, And then... Um, I have this other distinct memory of, I used to go to summer camp. Oh, okay. Um, cause both my parents worked and it was just a lot easier. Was and it a day camp or was it like an eight week? Like- I've been to a lot of different ones. The, mm. There was one that was like all summer, one that was several weeks long. Um, and one that was the absolute most worst summer camp that you could possibly send a kid to. Oh shit. Which I'll tell you about in a second. This one was, um, pretty much all summer long and it was like a, you know, like a normal working hour type of summer camp okay um just because it alleviated the parents need to come and take care of you and things like that um so there was this girl there and i don't remember her name like th- this is a deep memory you've unlocked <laughs> and i was trying to hang out with her and i don't remember if i had friends maybe i didn't because <laughs> maybe i would remember them if i did but um i do remember there was this kid uh and i won't say his name not that it matters, but I won't. He had a crush Dan on let me. You say the name, and anyway. he kept he liked to pee inside of like this one tunnel on the playground. What? That I don't know. This kid loved me, and I hated him. No, I no, was, no. But you said he peed. In- he liked to pee in this like tunnel in the sandbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, she didn't think that was the thing. I, like, <laughs> I was like, I understand he liked you. He did Get like back me. to the pee thing. Yeah, no, like, that is, it's just part of his personality. Jesus I don't know. Christ. He was weird. I don't want to tell you, but this isn't the case. This isn't about okay, him, though. Right. I'm just trying to tell you, these are the kinds of kids that were there. Cool. So maybe that's why I didn't have friends. I was too cool for them. <laughs> I mean, if, if that is the, the, the people that you could have been friends with. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, I remember sitting in, you know how on play, some playground equipment, it's in like a sandbox, and you have the slide, but like on the bottom part, you can, this little tunnel you can like sit in together. This isn't the, t- the tunnel that the kid was peeing in. This is a different tunnel. A lot of tunnels okay. on this playground. And I was sitting there with this girl like eating our lunches, mm-hmm. and she dropped her peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the sand, like no. on purpose, no. and she was like, eat it. And I was like, what? And she tried to make me eat the sandwich. And I didn't. What a psychopath. I know. And I felt, because I, I had considered it. I thought, she's going to not like me if I don't eat this. But then, thank God, I didn't <laughs> eat it. Um, and then she wouldn't talk to me anymore. Okay, good. This, yeah. this, this I forgot all about that. You see what you've done? I know. <laughs> like, you know. So you had <laughs> peanut butter jelly sandwiches in the sand pit. We had fire ants. No, uh, in our playground. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't. I should be thanking my lucky stars then. Yeah. Um, the worst summer camp I ever went to, though, it was run by the police department. Oh, um, because they do summer camps. I don't know if they still do. Um, this was several several years ago, 
And rather than, you know, beach day or theme park day or let's do outside water sports day. No, no. This was let's sit down and talk about gang violence. (laughs) How old were you? I was like 12. Oh, my God. You know, they talk about how to identify a gang member and what to do if a stranger approaches you and like all these. Yeah. And which like it's good information. Sure. sure. Like, but this is not how I want to be spending my summer. No. And. Our field trip. Where do you think our field trip was? The jail. Did you guys go no, to jail? No, that would have actually oh. been pretty cool. Oh, but okay. No, we didn't go to the beach. We didn't go to jail. We didn't go anywhere like that. We didn't play baseball. We didn't. Nothing. The, the Museum of Tolerance. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So t- <laughs> tell people what the muse- <clears throat> Museum of Tolerance it's is. A, it's a wonderful place. Um, well, and when I say wonderful, it, I mean like it is very powerful. It's very moving. It's in it's Los a museum. Angeles. It's a museum. And it's dedicated uh, to all things Holocaust related. So you walk in, they have these big giant um, like dioramas and they have, you know, clothes and shoes from that time. There's video footage, there's letters, there's everything you could think of related to the Holocaust. It's there. And at the time, there were tour guides that had uh, gone through it. Um, I don't know if that's still true now because it's been so many years, but. I remember at the beginning, they gave everybody a card yeah, that yeah. was based on an actual human being that went through the Holocaust. And at the end, you put your card in the machine and it tells you if the person's story that you'd been following, if they made it or not. And so we're a group of 12-year-olds and some younger, some slightly older. Uh, summer camp. Yeah, this was summer camp, man. And we went through this shit. And like, it's very important that everybody learn about this, but the, the graphic nature of some of the, like, the videos, like, they had um, a faux gas chamber that you walked in, and they, like, separated oh you. My yeah. God. Oh, my God. I didn't sleep for months. I remember convulsing, like, and my mom having to pet me to sleep, going, would we have survived the, the Holocaust? Like, I was shooketh for months, and okay, <laughs> that was my like- fun summer camp <laughs> memory. <laughs> That is horrific. Yeah, man. But t- tell everyone, would you have survived the Holocaust? Well, you're Maybe. blonde. You're blonde, blue-eyed German. So unless yeah, you like, like join the resistance, which you probably would have. Yeah, um, but like, that's just like a you know. It's like how do you answer that question? Yeah, yeah Lindsay, possibly. because you looked Aryan. Yep, you'd have survived. Or like. Nope, because we would have fought in the resistance and you'd have died. I, there's no right answer That's there. True. You know what I mean? It, but I just was so like, yeah, I shook mean, shook by the amount of like tragedy and death. I wasn't prepared. I mean, at 12 years old, I think I saw the movie Halloween and I was okay. But I was not okay when I... That's I know, different. But I know. But I thought I could handle horror and big girl things. And no. so we went. I thought it would be fine. And it was, in fact, not fine. Listen, even the most deranged serial killer killed nowhere near the number of people that were mm-hmm. brutally murdered in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And and in other, you know, uh, what's, what's the word? I'm, genocides mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. So it, genocide is like a whole different... So, yeah. Ball, ball I think game. that should totally be taught and introduced and people should be aware but of it. But not as a fun but summer not camp. not as summer camp. Yeah. That needs to be reserved for water parks and for baseball and for... I don't know. Whatever the fuck else. Movie nights. Craft. <laughs> like, not, not that. that. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't have anything even close to the actual. Well, so when I was 16, we went to visit my uncle in uh, Hamburg, Germany. And, like, 
totally not related at all, but like, because I was, I was also 16, so I was emotionally, like, prepared to, to, we, we wanted to go to a club, because the drinking age a there, club, I like think, is, yeah, like, 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 club, um, but of course, he was like, they, they were, the adults were not having it, mm. so he said, wake up at 5 a.m., I'll take you to a fish market, and it'll be like the best disco you've ever had. And I went at a fish market. At a fish market, and I was uh, like, I'm not waking up at five. A-. He's like, you're gonna wake up at five a.m. to go eat fish. So yeah, we went to this like fish market in Hamburg at five. I think we got there at, like five thirty six a.m. There's legit a stage with a guy in like these tight ass leather pants performing. Like people playing are house still- music. Yeah, playing house music. What the fuck? There are people <laughs> that are still like drunk from the night before drinking beer there's people like sleeping on tables i had some fish and some like cream sauce that and it was fucking good like because the fishermen come in early in the morning Mm -hmm. so so they bring in their fish yeah and to kind of circle back to everything after we ate and you know i was obviously not allowed to drink because they were watching me like a hawk but he's like i want to show you guys something i'm like okay so we go we walk with him and we go down a tunnel and it was like I guess one of the Nazi barricades and it's just riddled with these giant ass bullet holes. And I guess like that's what he wanted to show us after we, after you had a nice day of disco and fish. Yeah. Hmm. That probably brought down the mood. I bet. Well, Here's the thing though. Germans are very, like a lot of Germans are very honest and like, like you, you learn from this shit, you know, like, this is what happened. This is what mm-hmm. we allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't fucking... Learn from this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I guess to him, it was like, yeah, do you see? Like, this is this is what happened. I'm being very realistic. It's not a place to go for, like, people to worship Nazi. It, it's, like, a very real, like, they got their asses handed to them mm-hmm. down here kind of thing. I mean, that's cool. I also, I think if I was uh, you, I would have appreciated a little separation between the two. Like, I just enjoyed my Yeah, fish. exactly. I enjoyed my disco. I wanted to have, like, a good time. I wanted to go to, like, a party in the park. And exactly. Instead, I, I got, you got n- some Nazis in a tunnel. In a, yeah, in a history <laughs> lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, family vacations then. Right? The, that's a family vacation, or sort of. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean. Do you like family vacations? Um, I think that as I get older, it's a little bit different, right? So, like, especially when it comes to England, like, those weren't really big... I mean, yes, you're in an area, but the entire purpose is to spend time with family Mm -hmm. there. It's not necessarily to see something as a family, Ah, right? So family vacations growing up in the wintertime, you know, we'd go to Italy or France, we'd go to museums, look at all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But... The only family vacation over the summer that I can think of is the time we went to the Grand Canyon. And honestly, my dad insisted on driving. It took us ten and a half hours to get there. To Arizona? Yeah. It was like traffic. It was like... Hmm. And um, the only cool thing that I remember, A, the Grand Canyon, it's pretty neat to look at for like a hot second, but like that's about it. Uh, But we did take a train to the hotel Mm -hmm. there, and that train was pretty cool. But... Other than that, Dan, the sound guy, loves trains, and he is just, like, nodding and smiling. It was a neat-ass train. Like It is a cool train. A that f- is the fucking- train that, in the viral video episode, I talk about being on and talking about muffin films. Really? It was that mad. train? It was on that Grand Canyon Express Railway or whatever Dude, it's called. 
I got so, yelled at. <laughs> and my dad threw a little extra money in there and got us like the first class cart where mm-hmm. they make you like Bloody Marys mm-hmm. and shit. And I think I was freshly 21 or something because I was downing these Bloody Marys like they were my, like it was my job. Nice. So. So it probably made the Grand Canyon even cooler. It, again, it did, but like. But like for how long? Exactly. Like how long are you supposed to be in awe before you're like, well, when's lunch? Exactly. <laughs> what about, I know that you go on summer family vacations. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, it was very religiously a yearly thing. Um, and having divorced parents, um, this is a small perk. Sounds cynical, but it's true. You get two vacations. You get one with one parent, yeah. one with the other parent. Um, Were they both in the summer? Yep. Oh. Uh, and they were both totally different so I got to experience both styles you know one where it's like jam-packed you're doing stuff all the time and the other one where it's a lot more laid back relaxed just chilling I'm assuming the jam-packed was your dad no oh Mm -hmm. yeah the other one was my mom we went to like a lot of national parks really cool monuments and landmarks and just trying to fit in as much as we could Mm. Um, with my dad it was much more like the laid back let's Mm. just sit on the beach we're gonna go diving so it was like the two I got to have two, uh, both worlds, and it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, however, that being said, the actual vacation part, for sure, super cool. But the leading up to it, fuck that. My family needs to take a note. I love all of them, <laughs> but holy shit, they find every way to make the getting there process incredibly stressful. Screaming at each other like, do you have your passports, tickets? We're running late. Where's parking? I can't find parking. Where's the lot? Where's the plane? Which gate is it? It moved. The TSA, blah, blah, like every, everything you could fight about. Did you pack this? We need to remember that. Did you stop the mail? Did you call this person? Where's this person? God damn it, Lindsay, get up. We're running late. You know, like everything you just, they made it impossible to enjoy the getting there process. And, um, and then of course, by the end of the vacation, you're like, if I never see these people again, it's probably too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think as we get older too, we become more of our own people. And so like we, there's Mm. certain things that we want or there's a certain vibe we're going for. True. And that might not necessarily be the vibe that the rest of the family is giving off. That's true. That's true. And I feel like for my, for my family vacations, I have to accept that there's always going to be one thing, at least one thing that happens. that's like a major, and I I hate to say crisis because that sounds dramatic, but there's always one major event. And it's like, for example, one time, we were uh, on vacation with my, it was my sister and my stepmom and my dad. And we went to this smaller um, island out in the Bahamas. And um, my sister, who was very little at the time, I think she's probably like eight, seven. Um, she might have even been six, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> between six and eight. She had this little stuffed animal fish and she loved it. And she being, you know, seven, we'll say, put it down and forgot it somewhere. She threw the mother of all fucking fits. Oof. And because this island was so small, Word got around. I shit you not. If I'm lying, I'm dying. We had pretty much half this island looking for the stupid fucking fish. And someone found it and gave it to someone. And like, got, it got back to my sister. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the saga of the blue fish, that happened. <laughs> and uh, one time, my stepmom, uh, she cut her finger. Uh, and like, she cut it just right, you know, nicked it on something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it was because my sister and I were messing around on this wood bridge and she decided to try to mess around with us too and it was oh. a mistake. She cut her finger and didn't realize it and <gasps> blood got everywhere, like Oof. on the walls, all over the hotel room and it looked like a murder happened and we had to like explain that in fact it was not sketched. We had to show like the injury and 
Um, and then one time with my mom, um, these people were throwing water balloons at geese. Oh, that's not cool. I know, right? And so my my family took this very personally, and they decided to be the champions <laughs> for for these geese and for the ducks and whatnot. And so they called like the the local sheriffs, and then they were scream. Uh, and my family was like screaming at the other people, and you know, people were ready to like throw down and fight. And Jesus, I know. So there's always something with my family. We can't just go somewhere and chill. Oh, mm. I mean. We never go anywhere with, and chill because my dad loves tours. So it's like even like our family vacations that were in the winter time, mm-hmm. like it's always like event after event after event. You know that um, – is it the Kim Kardashian meme that's like club, another club, another club, <laughs> <laughs> dinner. Tour, another tour, a museum, another, exactly. another tour. <laughs> you wake up at 5 a.m. because you have a bus that's taking you to another city in Italy, mm-hmm. and you got to get there so that you can go on the tour. Or I remember us going to see the Louvre. Uh, the, the I can't pronounce it. The Louvre in um, France, mm-hmm. Paris. And I remember it was dark out. Like, this is a very vivid, vivid memory. It is dark out. And I'm asking my dad what the hell we're waiting for, and he's like, we're waiting for a bus to take us to the Louvre. We're going to be one of the first people in line, yada, yada, yada. I was like, I am tired. I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. But, like, that dedication, man, of, like, getting there. Growing up, like, getting to vacation, you know, the whole planning process, he handled all of it. He went through, like, an agency. They built the tour. You know, everything is down to a T. He, he, he managed everything. My mom held the passports, but, like... He just kind of walked ahead of everyone to the gate. He knew where everything was. Nowadays, like in the last, I want to say, 10 years or so, he has jumped up to management, and now I'm the executive assistant. Ah. So it's like, Sapita, do this. Sapita, do that. Can you call this person and find out? And I'm like, God damn it. Because then he still fights me. The gate's this way. No, I think it's this way. Mm, I just checked. It's this way. Mm. See, that's because you're the the kid, so you'll never know as much as the adult, even exactly. though you're an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so you you think of these memories you have of your your family vacations, right? And I yeah. have mine. Overall, are your impressions, memories, feelings of these vacations are they pretty good overall? They like are. You, they're they're pretty positive. Right. I mean, we're fortunate enough to have been able to go on family vacations. For sure. And because lots of people haven't. And no. I think of even some of the more traumatic, like the cut finger with the blood yeah. everywhere, or like the cops showing up to our house during the geese debacle. <laughs> like some of these things that were like actually awful. I, I look back on it and I don't feel upset or negative. I don't view the memory as negative. No. And there's a reason. Did you know that there's a reason? I did not. Science bitch, there's a reason. <laughs> The brain morphs, and this probably could be applied to a lot of different things, morphs traumatic and stressful family vacation or other memories into pleasant ones, as long as there's like maybe some pleasant contextuality there, because we have two selves. We have the experiencing self and the remembered self. The experiencing self can only be here in the here and now and moment to moment. So we right now, we've got our experiencing selves doing this shit right here. Ten years from now, if I look back on this memory, I might have a slightly different remembering of it. But it will be ma- more positive? It'll be generally more positive. So in the midst of the vacation stress, we can get upset with our family members or with something that's happening. And the experiencing self is fully feeling that. But like 
when the remembered self kicks in, it's going to be a little more selective or it's going to morph things in a little bit more pleasant way. And kind of like when you have a baby, right? So if a woman has a baby in the in the time period, you're she's not she's you're hurting. Like it's not a good time. Right. But like when you look back on it, like they're like, oh, I want another baby. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, wow, that was like a magical moment, or Mm -hmm. this was an important moment in my life. I got to have this wonderful child that I love so much. Yeah. It's probably important that you have like mild amnesia on how painful (laughs) the experience was, because if you didn't and you could fully remember how awful it was, you probably wouldn't do it. I mean, but that goes to everything in life, right? Yeah. I guess so. I. If I remembered how awful how how awful fighting with my sister was, one vacation where we like actually brawled and like fought out in the hallway of like the you know room that we were staying in and people were watching us. If I fully remembered that, maybe my family would have stopped going on vacations. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but who here knows? we are. Yeah, here we are. I think our friends group needs to take another vacation together as well. I think we should. I think we should. We should go to a beach. You know. Uh, Dan, the sound guy, can be under an umbrella, and we can... You get him one of those hats with the umbrellas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to get his vitamin D. (gasps) We should have shirts that say, we're here for the vitamin D. And just point at Dan. And then he will say, he's the vitamin D. He is the vitamin (laughs) D. His t-shirt says, I'm vitamin D. (laughs) Check our merch shop coming soon. (laughs) (sighs) So, So, are there any, like, other memories of summer that you have because I have one memory and oh. I want to just well I want to hear it and then I want to I want to talk about the Mighty Morphin Power Day I'm taking okay. over that shit today yeah you are you are and I'm mm-hmm. excited to, ha- to to give it to you thank you so two questions first yeah. off which hose had the cleanest drinking water the when you green were- one in the backyard right <laughs> <laughs> there was always one my color grandma's hose. green one I don't even know it tasted metally and it tasted awesome <laughs> No, no, that's not. Oh shit! Okay, I mean, what? (laughs) I like drinking out of that thing. Lindsay has lead poisoning. Um, (laughs) That would explain a lot, I guess. (laughs) No, there was always like one hose when you were playing outside with your Mm -hmm. friends because you know your parents were like, "Don't come inside the house. Like, play outside." Yeah, and there was like this one hose. So ours was like a turquoise. And that one was the good hose. Like oh, okay. it didn't. It didn't it taste like crisp. It yeah. It was crisp. It was not like metal. It was oh, like I don't know. The crisp Maybe it water. Just, like it had like a little metal smell. You know, like no, no, <laughs> hard no, no. You wanted the crisp one. You yeah, wanted no, the cold it was crisp. crisp. One. No, that I don't think licking like a screwdriver is crisp. No, it was fine. It was good. <laughs> I wish I could have. I wish we had the hose so I could show you. I'm going to see if I can find the oh hose God. that I was talking about and I'll buy it and we can drink out of it. That's what we'll, we're going to drink out of some different hoses this summer and we'll see which one tastes <laughs> the crispest. If I die, just know that this was not my you idea. You didn't die yet. No, but I had so a, be- a little more. Okay. When you were a kid, your mm-hmm. digestive system compared to now. Mm-hmm. It was pretty hardy. Yeah, it was hardy, wasn't it? Or did you have diarrhea every no. five seconds? No, but I don't have diarrhea every five seconds now. Okay, but I have acid reflux now. So take a Tums before you drink out of the hose. <laughs> I might have to. Oh, my God. Especially if it's got a crisp metal taste no, to it. No, it's not. Maybe metal's not the right <laughs> word. It just, it had a taste. It had a, maybe it was the smell. Because you know how the two things are linked? Yeah, yeah. Right? So you but- can smell the hose. Okay, I gotta go up to your grandmother's house and try this hose. Cause I don't, I don't know here, but I know it's gonna take some convincing. Well, uh, we're gonna drink out of hoses this summer. It's fine. We're gonna regress back to our child selves. 
Yeah, let's. I think I actually did it recently. Eat some freezy pops or whatever those otter pops. Oh yeah, the otter pops. I actually have some mm-hmm. in my freezer, but they have uh, vodka in them. What? And we're not eating them right now. This is a. <laughs> After you do the mighty morphin power ruined. daddy, we'll do that. But two, so we were. This is this is a really quick story, but I just had to tell it because it was so weird, and I was like, look, googling it. Um, I was in England over the summer. At, not this last summer when I was a kid, and there was an older girl that was hanging out with my cousin and I, and she told us that you can eat rose petals. Like... Like you can just eat, pull them off and eat them? Yeah. So I started eating rose petals from my aunt's garden, Mm -hmm. and I remember getting the shit kicked out of me when they found out, because they're like, (laughs) why are you eating all my roses that are finally blooming? Mm, I don't know. Do they taste good? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. See? I feel like it tastes like nothing. Probably not. But the, uh, it probably didn't taste like your... Remember self isn't letting you remember that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm sure it didn't taste like crispy metal water. Uh, <laughs> who you. is... It was so good. I stand by my crispy metal water. <laughs> who is the Mighty Morphin Power Daddy? Well, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to like shame myself, but hopefully redeem myself. The Mighty Morphin Power Daddy is a prominent actor who, I don't know if he's ever modeled. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I he's been know. in lots of movies. He's pissed off some people. Yeah, he's um, pissed off a huge fan base. Yeah, he has, but um, that doesn't change the fact that he went from kind of eh to <laughs> And uh, that would be uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So mm. he started off uh, in like uh, October Sky and Dangerous Woman and whatever. What I first saw him in was Bubble Boy. And full disclosure, I had a crush on him as Bubble Boy. So, so what was it about Bubble Boy? No fucking clue. <laughs> I don't even remember if Bubble Boy was funny because I haven't <laughs> seen that movie in so long. But that is a coming of age tale. It is a coming of age tale. And mm-hmm. I think it takes place over one summer after high school. I... Oh, no, no, no. It's not after Because she's getting married, right? He has to stop the wedding. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He like has to bust in at the last minute. See, it's... Um, Cute blonde girl, where the official IMDb is that his cute uh, cute blonde girl befriends him, her boyfriend proposes, and Bubble Boy decides to travel across the U.S. to Niagara Falls to stop the wedding. Yeah. So I might be after high school or something, but it is uh, a cute little coming-of-age tale, and I, I'm looking at the poster now with... <laughs> With Jake Gyllenhaal and all the little ponytails on his head. And honestly, I want to smack my former <laughs> self. For but you're looking at those memories. And I and I'm cringing. Re- I'm cr- my remembered self is like definitely letting me fully feel that this is embarrassing because. Oh, well, that's my charger. Whoops. <laughs> but yes. So he, he was in Bubble Boy and Donnie Darko. Very uh, creepy in that. And he, I think. He glowed up in that movie, The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Because I thought Bubble Boy was cute in Bubble Boy, but when I saw Jake Gyllenhaal in Day After Tomorrow, I was like, oh, bu, 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 bu. Well, because he is a love interest, and he's kind of helping Emmy uh, Rossum. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Her character as she's kind of going through a lot of these things. Yep. So, and so you're not going to mention Prince of Persia? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was going to gloss over that one because... Because it's a... Sore subject for uh, well, people as Middle the Eastern. resident Persian. What is? What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah. So any white person can get a tan and go. I'm Persian, right? <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourselves. 
First of all, I never said that. No, you didn't. I'm, uh, that was targeted <laughs> towards the, the producers of that. Here's so, the thing. He didn't do a bad job, but like. But also, he doesn't look Persian. He just looks like a white guy with long, dark hair. He's like, Yeah, like a Guido. Like, <laughs> at, like at that point, you can grab anyone from the Jersey Shore and be like. <laughs> and you're Persian now. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Oh my God! Could you imagine, like, Polly D is like the prince of Persia? <laughs> but like, Persia. that's kind of what he's going for, right? He's going for a Polly D look. Well, I don't know. He doesn't have a blowout. Okay, but like, besides the blowout, like the skin color, the hair color, like, I guess it's 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 all the same. Representation matters, dudes. But yeah, I no, mean, for sure it does. that being said, he was jacked in that movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the poster. <laughs> uh, he is, in fact, his shoulder muscles are very much here to play. They are here. <laughs> and I think that kind of continued. I mean, he's, let's see, what else has he been in? He's been in Nightcrawler, which was super good. That's not really a daddy movie, but he was in Southpaw. He's a fighter in that one. So he's also kind of shredded for that I one. I have not seen any of those films. It's good. Um, so he's a talented actor and he, he started off as kind of like, oh, and then went to, oh, <laughs> so that's well, why he's our Mighty Morphin Power. Uh, and he's in, um, or he was in, is in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, he's Mysterio. Yeah. I don't know if Mysterio's daddy or not, but. I don't know. I mean, the interviews are pretty cute. So with him and Tom Holland. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> does that make him daddy then? Okay. It, it makes him daddy, um, unless uh, Taylor Swift fans are listening, in which oh, case, fuck true. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's true. I mean, he did... He did do her dirty. Did he cheat on her or leave her? Just I think he her. just left her. Mm. Well, I mean, he's allowed to leave somebody, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know what? I shouldn't comment. I don't know the circumstances of the relationship. Zip it before I put my foot in my mouth. I don't know <laughs> nothing about nothing. I don't have Maybe a Maybe I should just shut you up by closing out the show. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> if you, if you want to contact us, but we will not be taking uh, any comments regarding the Jake Gyllenhaal-Taylor Swift debacle. Um, we will. Um, you can address them to Sapita, though. No. I won't comment because I don't know anything. Well, I don't does. know anything. I just know that some shady shit went down. So you do know something. Just some shady shit. He, he left. Listen to Red. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Email us at twosaltybroads at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at twosaltybroads on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. I'm Sapita. I'm Lindsay. Oh, I should have said that. Thanks for listening afterwards. Oh, whatever. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay, stay salty. salty. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs>